Welcome to Finding Our Feet, the Adoption Journal. Hello, welcome to another episode of Finding Our Feet, the Adoption Journal with me, Mr. K. And me, Mrs. K. Oh, lovely. How are you? I'll, I'll try not to laugh then. Um, you're... You're... <laughs> you're the way you like set yourself up when you press record is the right. funniest thing I've ever seen. Uh, I'm anyone... glad that I bring you joy in the small it, things in life. It's as if you're about to like go on BBC News or something like that. It's right, that people, you know, like when they like yeah. first and then they like, face the t- camera, and then like someone's behind the camera, like <laughs> mouthing three, two, yeah. Well, we're not on BBC. We're on <laughs> Finding Out Feet, the Adoption Journal. Well, here we are. Here we are. For anyone who's new to the pod, welcome in. <laughs> and uh, it, we we now have an Instagram page, so you can follow us on Instagram, finding dot our feet. Wait, no, finding dot our dot feet underscore. Uh, or you can email us at finding our feet dot adoption journal at gmail dot com. And we'd love to hear from you for any questions or feedback or stories about adoption, and we can feature them on future episodes of the pod. Yeah, man. So what have you been up to, Mrs. K? Oh, what what a day. What a day Mrs. K has had. I've been, I think it's the first one out of about a million we've got to go to now. And I say that, I've not got to, we want to go to. Mm. Um, But my uh, first kids party this year, um, our friend's little boy uh, is three, um, space themed. It was fantastic. You were at work, so you didn't get to go, but Mm. I had a well of a time. Yeah. It was really good. I had a great time embarrass myself a bit you know i'm just a bit goofy uh, talking to random people um oh God, i just embarrassed myself yeah. but it was fantastic i then came home and <laughs> i napped for three hours sort of in training pre-adoption training well do you know what they did make a good point we were just chatting with our friends today and um they did make a really good point in the sense of i mean you make the most of the flexibility and as I lay there with my cover on on the settee, I did think about them all at that moment, thinking because we are apart from there's another couple isn't there in our friendship group um, who um, haven't had a baby, but mm-hmm. the rest of them have children. Yeah, and I did think of them all as I was thinking, you're probably not going to get that nap, mm. but I did, and it was fantastic. Amen. So just so you know, friends, um, I'll sleeping for you guys. Um, yeah, it was special and. Maybe just do a shout out to that friend as well for her contribution. Yeah, so the friend, the mum of the three-year-old um, whose party it is, you know, we've got to say anonymous. But she's done um, our images and stuff for the, the podcast and our Instagram and she will continue to do all that because I'm useless. Shout out to our uh, friend. Uh, we really appreciate you. Yeah. So thanks. Shout out. Anything else that you want to update us on with your happenings this week? Happenings, happenings this week. Um. Well, I mean, another story. Um. Yesterday, I had another friend round. One of our oh, friendship yeah. group. Yeah. Um. Another of the friend with her. That's li- probably sorry to interrupt, but that is probably something worth pointing out. Is that uh, when we had our initial meeting with our social worker, which we spoke about on the last episode? Yeah. One of the things that we were advised to do was spend more time with children. With children of the age that we're sort of hoping to adopt, which is sort of between naught and five. Yeah. And so we're, yeah. we're sort of actively trying to... And just shouting you know. out now, if obviously people that know us know us on the podcast. Um, if you have a child and uh, you think, oh, brilliant, that means uh, we can go out for a, a date night or have a couple of hours to ourselves. Me and Mr. K, we're here for you. We need we need that time. We need that yeah. development. If uh, pooey nappies could be done <laughs> Do you know what actually that that is a funny story that we'll tell now. What about Anna? Yeah, so oh, so um, I didn't know, but that's fair. It is fair. It's funny. <laughs> so we nephew. a few months ago, uh, one of our nephews. Well, he's nearly two now, isn't he? Oh, love him. And we were at uh, your brother's house, and he. So we'd said to your brother, "Oh, you know, we've been advised that we need to spend more time with children and doing all of the things that parents do, not just yeah. playing with them, but." Helping with bath time, bedtime, yeah, but also the obvious change in nappers. Oh no! And so we were all sat in the living room, and he'd clearly had a bit of a a bit of a bowel movement, shall we say? <laughs> and um, and your brother didn't he, oh, he said, this... right, let's all sit in a line. This is explicit. This is let's this all sit in a line, and we'll get him to point 
Oh no, we all had to put our hands out, didn't we? So we all had to sit with our hands no, out. No, no, let's, let's start this. So my brother was like, right, he needs a nappy change. And then he started chanting my name. So you and my brother started going, let's call me Mrs. K, Mrs. obviously. K. K. Mrs. K. Mrs. K. Mrs. K. <laughs> so my nephew started getting like quite like buzzing. like yeah. And then I was like, no, no, no. So then we decided we'll all put a hand out. So mm. the four of us put our hands out. That was it, yeah. And then we said, nephew... Run to the person you want to change your nappy and tap the hand. Mm-hmm. Well, immediately, he literally ran to me and everyone went, and I was like, <laughs> no! And um, he like just hovered his hovered hand. his finger over your hand. Yeah, hovered his hand over For my hand. For what felt like a lifetime. It was intense. It was like a game show. Yeah. It was intense. And then the absolute lad, and this is why he's my pride and joy. It was fantastic, wasn't it? He went from my no. hand... And literally just looked at you and just like slapped your hand. Yeah. And I was like, yes, but my goodness. Oh my that was God. a nappy for, to change. Yeah, for anyone who's a football fan, it was the equivalent of if your team like conceded a 98th minute goal to lose the game. Just the abs, the, my heart just sank. And yeah, so I was nominated to do it. And oh my days I have never seen anything like it it okay, was okay let's let's not embarrass him too much <laughs> let's not, it was boy. outrageous let's put it that way but I, Nephew, feel, I feel like I dealt with you. it no, I feel like I dealt with I it mean, professionally you, I think that's and, like you know, some very little compared to what you've seen in your job yeah so. I've seen some pretty anyway stuff. this is really poo explicit <laughs> and let's move on but what you yeah you were just saying about anything else this week well yeah. um I had another friend round um out of our friendship group with her little girl yesterday. And my goodness, oh my life. So part of our stage one, which we will talk about stage one um, in another episode. We're just kind of in the middle of it right now. So it's a bit hard to, to do yeah. a podcast on it episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, And so part of that is you're doing health and safety. And so if anyone knows me, well, you'll get to know me in this podcast. I'm very on it, aren't I? Like... I got that and I was like, right, well, I need to start doing changes. And so I've spent this week rearranging yeah, yeah. anything that's toddler height that I thought. So I, I've i spent ages sorting cupboards out, moving things, making it safer, blah de blah Well, my friend's little girl, she, she proved to me that I've not done a good enough job because my goodness, everything, everything that was like floor height, that mm-hmm. I thought was okay had to be moved because she was grabbing everything. She went and literally put her hands straight on a cactus, <laughs> and I was like, "No!" And she like looked Did like she not even. She kind of didn't even flinch. She did. <laughs> just looked at you, dead, went, deadpan. She kind of just went, "Oh!" And I was like, oh. <laughs> "Take your hand off it!" Literally, I was like, "No!" So poor child, she's um, scarred. But to be honest, it's a little. I'm, I've said to my friend, she needs to come round again. In the future, when we that's think, the, when we think, it's, she's the tick list. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. we just need her and possibly our other friends, like little boy. Yeah, I think we'll be sorted. They're the, they're the assessors. They're, they're the, I think they'd be the fun, I think they'd be the best assessors because yeah. I feel like they'd go in. I think. Yeah. Yeah. They'd they'd explore. So that was interesting. Awesome. So just spending time with friends, you know, and awesome. uh, children. Mm. Spending time with myself and our dog. Mm. Ain't he lucky? Oh, what a top lad. What a geezer. <laughs> what a guy. He's on our... He's upstairs. He's definitely, yeah, 100%. <sighs> cool, okay. Um, you could always ask me how I am, you know, it wouldn't go amiss. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. K, how was your week this week? Oh, what a week I've had. Uh, no, hold on. I have you're, had... you're not even bothered. You're not even bothered oh, about if I ask you days. a question. All you want to do is talk about Southampton, oh, isn't it? What a day. What a day. At the time of recording, it's a Saturday and, well, let me backtrack a bit. So the start of this week, I finished Better Call Saul. So <laughs> Better Call Saul final episode at the time of recording came out last week. And is- do you know what? I, I'm still trying to process it. It was a very, right. it was a very good final episode, but uh, yeah, a bit felt like there were a few. So is that the last ever one? Last ever one, yeah. It felt like there were a few things that were sort of left as a bit of a mystery, but you know, let's get back to the, the matter at hand. Wow. <laughs> Saints. It's all I've heard about. Leicester one, Southampton two. First win of the season, and it was oh the guys, the guys, the guys in red and white. What was his name? Jay Adams. Jay Adams. Oh, oh come on. 
What a guy. And so, yeah, that was fantastic. Saints have got their first win in the season and we're up and running. Some sort of scissor kick, bicycle kick from a Warprouse cross. Oh, man. I'm going to watch that bet <laughs> quite a lot of times. No, please. <laughs> right, well... Anyway, it's enough about football. Let's get about adoption. Okay, so this week's episode, we're going to be doing some reflections on, you know, the, the, the process what, yeah, what's gone on so far and sort of filling in that gap between our initial social worker visit and then the start of mm. training and the start of stage one, which is where we find ourselves now. So we'll yeah. talk about that in the future. I feel like, but, yeah. yeah, like I said um, earlier, we're kind of at a stage where we can't really talk about stage one as of yet because we're midway through it. So we're in a bit of a weird stage in the sense of material. So we were like, do we do a podcast? Do we not? And then we thought, actually, there's been a few things that we can reflect on um, and s- stuff like that. So we thought, actually, it probably will be nice for us to, even if it's just us two. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, yeah. Uh, this chat. I'm sure people will listen, but yeah, just reflecting, really. Yeah, no, that's that's true. So we sort of, so from our initial social worker meeting to starting our training and stage one, it was mm. about th- three months, t- two and a half months or so. So it was, we had the meeting in May mm-hmm. and that, and then she, cause we, we thought we were going to hear end of May. So that must've been early yeah, May. Yeah. We thought we were going to hear end of May, but um, our social worker went on holiday, didn't she? So we didn't then end up here until mid June. Mm-hmm. So I'm not good at maths. Um, yeah. It was about two and a half months. <laughs> and so I suppose in that time, at the time, it felt like a lot of waiting. Yeah. But- <laughs> This is a serious part. <laughs> so at the time, it felt like a lot of waiting. Yeah. But now we're sort of started stage one. Yeah. How do you feel now looking back? Do you feel that that time of waiting was actually like useful and helpful? Or do you I feel like when, it was that's a good question. frustrating? I think... Oh, I'm impatient, so... Um, I think for us, we spent a lot of our trying for a baby, whatever way that may be has been waiting mm-hmm. um i mean i mean we were just chatting to the same friends um at some point i can't remember when it was and they were like asking us about like how long we'd like this whole thing was going to take and how long we've been and i said oh i mean we're nearly at the two-year stage that we started trying and then at this point we were like we kind of don't know how we you just don't know how long then this i mean we're in the middle of it now which is awesome we go 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 it's the first time in about a gazillion years it feels that we're actually doing something but you don't know how long it's going to take we've got a rough estimation of like stage stage one finishing and then stage two to that finishing but matching you have no idea how long that could take I feel like for us, it's just been quite a lengthy time. Whereas you look at, and I suppose it's easy to compare, but we look at some of our family and friends, it happened for them immediately. Um, and I know that doesn't happen for everyone. It hasn't happened for us. And sometimes it can be hard because you look at like, I mean, we've had friends that have got pregnant like straight away because um, they've said, um, after we started trying... And now they've got a baby that's like seven months old, eight months old. I'm rubbish it with age. So it's it's hard. I think it's definitely hard. And so this this period of waiting again, I think you, we were just so desperate. We're so excited, but we're so desperate to get going, weren't we? But what do you think? Because I've just yeah, like yeah, no, I I'd, I'd agree. And I think like the well, something that I'd come back to say is that because this might be something that people aren't aware of is that when you start stage one. Um, the the agency that you're with across the board have the government set targets for agencies to um, to meet deadlines basically. So for stage one, they the target is two months. So you're given a date of start and, a, and an end date that That's you're aiming point, for. Actually. So it, you might exceed that end date. But the the agency will have a target that's set by the government, yeah. and the same is said for stage two. So stage two is four months. So they they set these targets so that they 
move things along basically yeah 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 um but yeah that that time of waiting was difficult i think because i think we were expecting to maybe start a bit quicker yeah but the nature of it is that so with the way that our agency works is that <clears throat> excuse me is that you start stage one and you start training like online training modules but they only um you can only start them once a month mm-hmm. so they have a set date each month yeah and what basically happened was that we missed the date of one month and then the following month we were going on holiday at the end of the month yeah so we wouldn't have had enough time to do it so that sort of set us back didn't it yeah but yeah at the same time i think having that time of of waiting and reflecting actually like we were able to go away on holiday which is the first time we've, we've been away well, for saying for ages well for saying we've been together 11 years this month um married five years we've never ever been abroad just the two of us have we yeah so we said after everything that went on last year with my health our fertility journey and both of us feeling really down we were both i remember us we were walking in our local village mm-hmm. <laughs> say village just to make me sound fancier yeah. um our local village and i remember us both saying we are going on a holiday whatever next year mm-hmm. whether it be with a child because we obviously didn't know what our situation was going to be yeah. or just the two of us. Uh, and we were both out. We deserve this. And I'm standing by it. I might sound proud, but I think we did deserve it. I think we definitely deserved it. And I think that, I think sometimes we can be a little bit hard on ourselves in terms yeah. of being like, oh, we, we don't really deserve to do this. But actually having some time away from, and we love our friends and family oh, and so we much. love our community and where we are. Yeah. But Sometimes you just need a bit of time away from things just to clear your head. Especially for the two of and, us to be together. Yeah, I think and just, that's something just that, you know, step away from it all. I think, yeah, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because we're in it together. We're in this together. But in it to win it. <laughs> I like to think we're going to win this. <laughs> um, but I think it's so hard to explain. I just feel like we're in it together with the two of us. I feel like we're really strong as a, as a team, as a couple. But... At the same time, it's really challenging because we're both we our emotions we deal with differently, but we get the worst of each other. I mean, mm. I, I, we laugh, um, but I literally said to you the other day, "You're just irritating me because I just feel irritated," mm. and but I take it out on you. And I was just innocently <laughs> just minding my own business. I think I was reading. I mean. What is more peaceful <laughs> and, and not irritating? And I was just reading and Mrs. K just said, I feel so irritated at the moment for just so many different reasons. And I just said, oh, that, yeah, that, I can understand why. And she said, and you're irritating me so much. <laughs> but in the scheme and of I things, just laid there and in I the scheme just of things, accepted At least it. we're communicating our feelings. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> no, I just feel no, like... You're right, though, but that is actually a good point. But then that's like any couple. Oh, yeah, but, but... all joking aside, that is a good point because the, the worst thing that you can do if you are feeling upset or frustrated mm. or irritated is to just not say anything and, and I, you weren't saying it as a you're irritating i'm me. irritated it's just, and i'm, I'm irritated and you're sat in front of me and so therefore <laughs> it could it could be anyone who was there yeah good job it was you really um yeah. but i just think unless i don't ever everyone's got a situation that they're going through which is hard or they've gone through challenges i think unless you've gone through fertility issues or just not getting pregnant or health scares like it's so painful mm-hmm. it's so painful isn't it yeah and i think it's so hard to put yourself in those shoes if if a you're not there yet mm-hmm. you're not at that stage or b if it's happened for you quite relatively well it is it's difficult to get it what mm. like how how can you grasp the the emotions and I think it's really hard because so many times like when we've been waiting and this and that like I felt so bad for feeling like jealous of friends or bitter and not friends friends and family and stuff like that um but I think it's I think it's natural I think I'm not the only one that feels like that please if anyone else no you're definitely not Um, the only one because you're (laughs) you you know you see people who have got what you want and you're naturally going to feel I want that frustrated and yeah. you're going to feel jealous to a degree and mm. you know you you sort of compare yourself to the people and it's what we spoke about already in, in previous podcasts but that idea that you 
compare yourself to other yeah. people and you compare what other people have got and you think that's what I've not got and that's what I want and you 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 know that it's yeah it's not on the table but you know what talking about that turning it around if we're saying this is like a reflective mm-hmm. episode how much of a difference this like even the space of a month can make but yeah. not even like from a few months ago to now so a few months ago before um I'd had my consultation mm-hmm. and we were really in that waiting stage to today mm. I went to a kids party and I know this sounds daft but I came home and I literally thought to myself how far have you come Mrs K mm. because normally I would go home from any event where it's to do with kids and I'd cry that's awesome well that's awesome fact, <laughs> that's awesome the fact that you've I'd, I'd yeah. go home and I'd feel gutted I'd love everyone who was there or whatever mm. but I'd be heartbroken mm. and I'd be like just craving that for myself and for us and actually this time i've come home like a little pup excitable puppy i'm buzzing mm. and i feel like with i i was it all I, the sweets it, to be fair it could have been um <laughs> i was around the sweet or the strawberry laces yeah or they had some fantastic sweets oh, and chocolate but anyway I, Sorry, we're yeah. getting carried away here um but yeah I, i've come on <laughs> like such a child but i genuinely think i've come on so much like wow and Mm. i just i think this whole process and adoption and i know like it's something that we've spoke about but the whole idea of being pregnant is something obviously i've said before that i desperately wanted and we're obviously going through the training at the minute and we did um, a workshop yesterday where we thought about different things about the children oh my goodness i so now understand that our calling our place was to adopt Mm -hmm. like i'm so excited and Mm -hmm. i just feel like i feel like we've grown loads in the space as that sounds so cheesy it doesn't it doesn't because i do i feel like we've grown so much even in this last couple of weeks yeah yeah. no I'd, i'd agree with that and i mean like well for those of you who have haven't listened to previous episodes I, I work in a hospital and i was at work today and <laughs> i don't know why i found that funny i'm uh, well, honestly can i just funny, no no that hold on no so that is no it's not i hey i've been in them a lot you this can, last year yeah. which it was a year ago since my operation it was that was sort of where i was going with that oh wait hold, can i, I just apologize bit, now i do think the sweets of the party today have sent me a little bit giddy what did you have a lot what what's your favorite sweet that's not talk. Why we? Do- my favorite just, sweet. Oh, do you know what? I love one of them bubblegum cola bottles, the blue and pink yeah, ones. Yeah, I like jelly babies. Or mm. <laughs> the little turtles, the little green turtles with the like jelly. Why, why am I not allowed to like what I like? Jelly babies, though. Come on. I do like fried eggs. Fried eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from egg sandwiches, I don't like fr- <laughs> fried egg. This week's gonna clarify now. Fried eggs. I, that's actually a story about fried eggs when we first got together but we won't won't talk about that anyway i was at work today yeah and i just nipped down to the canteen just to get something to eat and i was walking back to the ward i was working on and i saw a lad walking the other way who was probably similar age to me maybe Mm. a little bit younger and he had some pillows with him and like a little mini travel suitcase and i thought i wonder if his other halves yeah like giving birth or whatever wow and you know what i just thought Fair play, like yeah, good, like good for you. But yeah. I wasn't like, oh man, like but I how... want to be that that other half who's like. And have supporting you felt like that? Who... Have you felt like that in the past where you've looked at someone like that and thought, oh, yeah, I wish but that I've was maybe me. not consciously thought it. But you know, you said I, I wonder flat. what a, a maternity ward's like. Oh. I wonder what a labour yeah. ward's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sort of get it from the point of view of like, yeah, I, I wish I was that person who was having to sort of oh. be patient and sit around and wait and. That does make. And like when I saw him today, I was like, yeah, fair play. But I wasn't like, oh. I wish that was me because I was like, no, I'm, we're on our own path, yeah, and, and I'm I'm enjoying it, yeah, as much if not more than what what could have been. Oh yeah, I feel like I don't know. It's just an amazing process, and I'm so grateful. Mm. I'm I I it's it's intense. Obviously, we'll talk about everything that we're going through at the minute later on in the mm. like in a, a further episode. But it's intense. But I'm so grateful for it. Like, we are learning so much. This whole... I know we're just repeating ourselves, but what what a blessing this... Just this time. With... Well, yeah. And like you, it was, you said then it was a year ago since you had your operation. My Almost goodness. to the day, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. This, it was this, this week. Last week yeah. um, 
And if you think about where we were a year ago when you had your operation, mm. like everything just looked quite bleak. We're and in a dark we place. just didn't know where the next step was. We didn't know yeah. where we were going. There was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of doors closing. It was really and, hard because yeah. it's one of those where, again, you feel ungrateful. But so many people were saying to me, but Mrs. K, like your health, like you've got to think about your health and look what, what it's done. And don't get me wrong, my goodness. That operation did me. I'm so mm. much better, so much better. I've had no pain. Like my body is functioning in a normal way. I'm so grateful for that. But at that time, I was just aching. My whole physical. I don't know if I've said this before. I probably have. But my for so long, my whole body ached to be pregnant. Mm. Like, and I can't describe what that feels like when it's not happening for you. So when people are like, yeah, but it's great news. I'm like, it is. It is great news, but I just can't see that. There's this black cloud over me that just wants this baby. Mm. Whereas now, it's not that at all. We're going through a complete... But what's nice as well is, it's like our friends and family have really loved this podcast. And I'm so grateful for that. Even if it is just our friends and family that listen to this. I don't know who listens to this. Um, But... We're getting so many people like so interested in this process. And I love that. Mm. I love that people are coming up to us, asking us questions, like coming up to us like, thank you so much for like talking about it. Like we're getting so much insight into it and stuff like that. And I just think, wow, like I love the fact that people are so mm. engaged, engaged. And yeah. I don't know what another word is, but in, like they're just involved in our yeah, yeah. journey. Yeah, and like it, I suppose when when we made that decision to say we want to adopt, yeah, um, one of the first things we thought was, I wonder why more people don't do this. But then as you start looking into it, you realise it's so hard, and it it's such a big thing to say this is what we're going to do. Yeah, and this isn't me saying that we're better than other people for choosing to adopt. It's not me saying that you know people should adopt even if they don't feel called. Everyone's to do situation's it. different. My point is, is just that. Even if this podcast and our journey helps people to understand adoption better, yeah. If it le- if it leads people to adopt, then amazing. But if people can understand adoption better, yeah, and talk about it better, and feel more comfortable asking questions and being sensitive and knowing yeah. what knowing what sort of journeys people have been through who are adopted, it's not just. But that's oh, it. It's not just you know my parents didn't want me and I was put up for adoption. That is such a small portion of people who are adopted it what what these children have been through is is so tough and if we can help people to understand that a little bit more and just have a better awareness then that's all but then also you say that but then also i think what we're learning about as well is you don't know the situation of the birth family no like they're not or they're not i think we label them as bad people but they're not like there's there's a lot of complications and a lot of factors to take into it and so I think the whole adoption journey for, for in just adoption itself, there's so many more layers to it than I think what the basic layer of assumption and judgment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think oh, yeah, you totally. go and you, if you hear the word adoption, you have this sort of a negative sort of just this opinion. Like, yeah, yeah. A ju- yeah, you have a judgment on it. And I think everyone has a natural uh, similar mm. judgment. But until you go into depth, yeah and find out so much more like you spoke about the adoption um the bbc4 adoption yeah, like yeah. again i think we've said it about five times on this podcast yeah, highly recommend listen. that because it really opens your eyes to the to everybody's perspective definitely and actually i think it's important to highlight the birth family mm. and their journey mm. and situation obviously you won't necessarily know it but they they've got their own life they that you can't just target them because yeah. you don't know what's going on there definitely do you know what i mean oh 100 i think that's a really good point yeah um so i just i think adoption is such a beautiful thing it is and i that think that so is cheesy, but... no i think that is very true and i think that's a really nice way to finish sort of tie that bit up um that adoption is a beautiful thing We are now going on to questions and 
Um, we've had loads of questions today for, um, well, our chat now. Um, so I've got the questions on my phone. So Mr. K, are you ready? You're the question master. I am the question master. Um, our first question, I'll start with this. Uh, this just says, any discussion about what family can do to help um, with like supporting, mm. um, I suppose, couples going through mm-hmm. adoption. Um, also, your thoughts on how you'll introduce cousins to your little one. Okay, yeah, that's a good question. Would be nice. Um, I think the the best thing that families can do to support people who are choosing to adopt is just to to be supportive. I know that sounds like a really stupid thing to say, but mm. ask them about it, talk to them about it. Um, but I think as well, just being open to say how are you guys getting on with it. Yeah how are you getting on with like that the 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 process that you're in at the moment yeah um and just being interested i, think. I was gonna you know, say when people are interested, interested it's like it? that that means more than it like practical support it's just being interested in the process Key. and i, I yeah. think with the i think integrating into to family is really important because you know for us we've got two nephews who are approaching two so obviously they're going to be cousins to our child or children and so for them, that's going to be quite confusing because our child or children are going to come into the family, not necessarily, not a, baby, necessarily a baby. Yeah. So for them, it's going to be a little bit confusing. So we, we had a meeting actually this week, just gone with um, some other people who are in a similar stage to us, some other um, prospective adopters, and they recommended a few books on there actually for for families and for children and for yeah. um, grandparents and things like that that can help them. So. Um, Everyone this for, Christmas for people who are for people, <laughs> yeah, for people who are listening. If if um if any of my siblings are listening, then they will be getting those for Christmas for their for my for my uh, nephews, for um, our parents, for yeah. our siblings, for our friends. But they're, they're just books about how how adoption fits into the family for everyone. Yeah. So not just for the parents who are adopting, but also for the grandparents, for the mm. aunties and uncles, for the nieces and nephews. Yeah, and I think that's really important to consider everyone because yeah. it's going to be. A learning curve for everyone's finding their feet yeah. that's you know that's what that's we, call what we it said this, that's why so. we called it yeah absolutely i think uh just to add to the interest part i think that for me is the support obviously but it is the interest because if you show an interest i can't tell you how much it means to us does it when people yeah, have definitely. shown an interest I, I mean i think it's clear the way we spoke about it today but it means so much and i know this sounds so daft but going off and doing your own little bit of even if it's just reading a blog or something and coming back to me and being like, oh, yeah. I've read this. Oh, I love that. So mm. just finding things, finding resources for us. If you find anything that you find, my dad, honestly, every time, if he sees anything to do with adoption, he'll send it our way. And yeah. he'll read it himself um, and he'll send it our way. And I, I love that mm. because it's like... It shows that they've gone yeah. outside, not just necessarily talking to us about it, but looking at things that it's or like my sister listen to the yeah. the podcast the yeah. radio 4 podcast and that, and yeah. that just it just it just it mean it just means something doesn't it yeah, and definitely. it shows that they're obviously excited for the process and mm. everything like that so i hope that answers yeah. that one and i hope that when we get closer to being adoptive parents that yeah. we'll have a good idea of how to help oh, we'll our family support, to, yeah. to say Maybe this is what you can teach well, our nephews nearer the time. As part of you know stage, what I mean, that sort of thing. As part, as part of stage two, our social worker was saying that they do a family and friends training. Um, but I think you can only take I think four. It's two people. Oh, each. is it two people? Well, two I'm people not, each. I'm, yeah, I'm not hundred percent so, sure. But. I mean, I've already chosen my two. Um, my yeah. mum and dad. Uh, if you're listening, Stand get ready. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming that's the same for your mum and yeah, dad. Yeah, get ready. Yeah. Um, but in that, I bet there's loads of. There's loads of training as well. They do yeah. loads of training, so I bet there's loads of things. Yeah, there, there will be, yeah, definitely. But yeah, awesome. That's Next question. question from another person. We've had loads of questions, so we might just see what. Um... Oh, this is interesting. Okay. Oh. So obviously, we've said that we're Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, will you take your child to church? Have you even have you considered that? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Um, so one of the things that you talk about when you're looking at what sort of child you would like to adopt and things, and we sort of briefly touched about ethnicity last time around, but one of the things is uh, faith. Mm-hmm. So they don't explicitly ask it, but it's sort of just assumed a little bit in the, the criteria. But um, it, it's something that 
obviously is important to us. Yeah. And so I, I know that it's a very, it can be a very touchy subject for some people who would, you know, say you shouldn't be taking them because you're sort of indoctrinating, indoctrinating them and things like that, which, you know, I, I understand. And, but we are both Christians and we both mm. go to church every week and we're actively involved. So whilst that child is our child, they would come to church with us. And whilst, I think that yeah. we, we actually spoke about this to to some of the leaders of our church the other week to say that, you know, we potentially by the middle of next year will have a, a child in our family so. and get getting them introduced to church could be quite an awkward thing because if we just suddenly turn up with a... Oh, child yeah. who's like three years old <laughs> so we're saying about yeah so we're saying about the fact that we'd like to tell people at our church that w- this is what we're doing mm. so that they can support us but also so that yeah. they know um i have said then... that i'm gonna put a cushion down my tummy and then wear a t-shirt that says <laughs> i'm adopting <laughs> um but then you know when we eventually do go to church that they know that when we when you know if our child was misbehaving or something like that that the way that we would taught to our child and discipline yeah. them and things might look different to, to other people and, and they yeah. would have a better understanding of that. So yeah. to, to answer the question, yes, our child will come to church with us because they physically are going to have to because we can't leave them on their own. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, we're not, you know, that's that's the way that we're going to bring them up and um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that and I think that if they grew up in a, a different faith culture, in a different society, the they would be brought think, up in well, that. Well, it's so. only the same as if you don't go to church, you don't yeah exactly yeah you you were teaching and and obviously i think going forward you've just got to honor what Mm. your child like their views in the future you can't force them in the future if that's not what they believe when they're old enough to make that decision themselves yeah it's like my mum and dad uh brought me and my brother up the same i go to church my brother doesn't and Mm. they respect that so Mm. yeah i think Mm. that yeah i think to expand a little bit as well one of the things that uh, you have to consider when you're adopting is obviously if you're adopting a younger child then there's less chance that they're gonna you know have a a faith belief or Mm. something like that because generally speaking those things wouldn't develop until they're into sort of not necessarily teenage years Mm. but certainly you'd have to be sort of old generally older than sort of five and six before people would really say that they've got a faith so if you were adopting a child who was older for example so say if we we were adopting a child who was like 15 for example and they were a muslim yeah then it's really important that you would have to respect their cultural beliefs mm-hmm. and their their faith you you couldn't just say well we've adopted you and we're christian so therefore you're coming to mm. church if they're old enough to say this is what i believe in mm. and this is this is what i sort of live by then your role as an adoptive parent is to honor that and to respect it mm-hmm. so i suppose that just helps to sort of fill out the question a little bit in that respect um so yeah we're we're not going to be adopting children of that age so that won't be a a thing to consider but (laughs) it's something worth just you know adding to yeah nice one um love this question are you ready for it um who has been your main source of support through this journey so far i'll let let you answer that (laughs) goodness no pressure for everyone listening here we know Who's now going to be Who, offended by this? Who's it going to be? <laughs> we can't say the names. The Wheel of Fortune. Um, <laughs> who has been? I genuinely find that hard because mm. if you didn't say parents, you look bad. You, you would you'd just be, yeah. No, no more roast dinners for you. Oh, man. Probably a good thing. <laughs> um, Who has been? Do you know what? I'm obviously going to say my immediate family. My family have been amazing. My parents, our siblings, they've all been incredible. Our friends, our church friends, because they're like our closest like friendship group. Like They've been incredible to support us as a couple. My other friend, like we've had amazing support. Mm-hmm. Don't know if she's going to listen to this, but do you know somebody who I could get emotional to? And I bet if she listens to this, she'll get emotional too. I think one of the people that has seen me on a regular basis, like literally day to day, and gone through this whole kind of period of waiting and pain and whatever, is the lady I work with. I will call her a friend. Mm -hmm. She she has been absolutely 
amazing. And I've not been in this job that long, but she has just been the best support, especially in a working environment when you're having, like, you know, when you're upset and it's like, I can't, I can't be upset for the whole day, but I feel rubbish. She's just known. She's like, we click so well. And she's just known what to do, how to make me feel better. We've got a cupboard. And normally, <laughs> if one of us is upset, we're in that cupboard. Is there chocolate in the cupboard? There used to be. Oh, there used know. to be. There probably will be um, next term. Yeah. Uh, but she's just been amazing. So obviously, my best friends have been amazing and my family have been amazing. But I'm just thinking about this on a different level, mm. a working level where... I have spent a lot of days like I've had to have appointments and stuff where I've had to nip out of the room and have phone call conversations to hospitals and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I've come back in a state. She's just known what to do. Mm. She's been my rock at work. And so if she's listening to the list, thank you. And I would say she's been one of my biggest sources of support. I also really embarrassed saying that. (laughs) No, but you know what? I, I would say thank you to them as well because... Oh, Bluenette, she'll be crying her eyes. But I've never met them, but I know how much help she's provided oh, you with at I've work. I've been emotional just talking And, about it. you know, that, that sort of stuff, for someone who, you know, you, you don't, like, you've only really just come into their life again in the last year. So, should we make a point? Yeah. I She is obviously a teacher. I'm a teaching assistant, like we've said. I was her student many, yeah. many years ago, and now we are blessed to work with each other. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. So when you say coming, back- yeah, coming to your life again, but that's what I mean. Like it's only been in the last year, so yeah. it's not a long time. But the amount of times that you've come home and said, "Oh, they've really helped me with this," or they've been, re- and you know, we. What I was going to say as well. I'm oh, sorry, I'm talking loads, but also <laughs> she was a massive like encouragement into this podcast. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. she she listened to one of the first ever episodes. She well, she she like listened. Pilot. Yeah, she she yeah, she gave us the advice and tips but she said it was awesome so thanks um but she just i came into my job a bit of an emotional wreck confidence everything since i've had mental health problems in the past and i feel like since working with my teacher she has just given me like i feel like i'm a completely different person yeah. like i think going to a different church i feel like our church friends the lady that i'm talking about right now they've all shaped me and mm. boosted my confidence in so many ways. And I think that in itself has been a massive support yeah. going into this adoption process as well. So yeah. I know that's kind of random, but mm. I just felt like that is... in. It. Sorry, I'll let you... Yeah, no. Well, I mean, I think it makes a good point though in the sense that uh, when when we'd made the decision that we were going to adopt, I, I let my manager know quite early on mm. in the process. And I think... I didn't really necessarily tell people who I immediately work with. Yeah. I have done now. Everyone generally knows that, that this is what we're doing. And, yeah. you know, they've they a few of them have listened and have commented and said that they've really enjoyed listening to the podcast as well, which has been really nice. But my point is, is that I'd let my manager know really early on in the process that this is what we we're going to do. Yeah. And it's meant that if I've had to leave work, I've had to take time off work for appointments and things. And it's not been like a... Oh, they don't really know why, but yeah. like I've just been really open with them. And actually that's from a support point of view, it's not an emotional support because I don't know them that well, that, but to support me in terms yeah. of allowing me time to go to appointments. Oh, and, they've been know, incredible. I'm, I'm having really. to take time off, but they're, they're being I'm still really good, aren't they? being able to do them and looking through the policies about leave yeah. and those sort of things. Like that's, it just takes a weight off your mind when you don't have to be thinking, oh, I don't know quite how this is going to work. How or, am I going to say this yeah, to them? Yeah. yeah, so that that for me would be not, they've not been the most supportive yeah, because I don't know them strongly enough. Yeah. But that's really, really helped just sort of yeah. on the back of what you were saying then. Yeah, so who would you say you're? Most supportive put? Oh, um, yeah, remember roast dinners. I, it, you, I can't really, I, I wouldn't be able to say just one person because... <laughs> Every, but no, but no. you you said you made it clear that your family and friends have yeah. been really. I suppose sporty. I looked at it from a different. Aspect. Yeah, like I I wouldn't be able to single anybody out particularly, but I think what what's been really helpful is you know our, our family our close families have been amazing and yeah, they they've have. been so supportive with it and and so helpful and so interested. Um, but I think as well people who 
what's been amazing is that people who we, we've sort of lost touch with or yeah. we're, we're not that close to necessarily, but we know them well enough yeah, to yeah, talk yeah. to them. Like we'd, we'd, we'd speak to them if we yeah. saw them in the street or in the shop or something. The amount of people who have messaged after listening to this or when they've seen that what we've put up on Instagram and things has just been amazing yeah. to, to, to hear from people and, and people saying, this is awesome. Like what you guys are doing, like we're, we're all behind you. And that, that for me is awesome. Yeah. Just, just, ju- just the people. It's, mm. It is like you say, like I know I've singled out one person, but I haven't yeah. like our whole f- friend, family and friends. And like you say, extended family and friends to that. Even like your sister's friends are messaging, yeah, like yeah, saying yeah, yeah. it's it's just so we're just so grateful. Mm. I think what we're saying is I've never felt more loved in my life, and it's a very nice. What about what about a wedding day? <laughs> <laughs> that is, oh. I do love you, Mister Kate. What a blow! <laughs> oh dear. Oh man. Okay, so final one for today. Um, top five tips on how to help friends in a similar situation. Mm, that's a good question. Um, well, I suppose we probably should just point out early on that we aren't authorised to give advice and education on adoption because, you know, <laughs> we, we aren't. Uh, so I suppose these are just top five tips from our own experiences, experiences and, and things. So um, five, that's quite a lot. Uh, I would say <laughs> the first one... I mean, to be honest, we did a, a whole episode about our first steps. Yeah. So that's... those three steps that we outlined in there about doing your research, going to information evenings, those sort of things. Yeah. In terms of tips about um, maybe how you're interacting with people around you. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you feel like you're having the same conversations with everybody. I would probably just say um, being really open with people mm. and and sort of... I suppose just telling people that this is what you're doing. So I, I know at work I've told people, you know, this is what we're doing, we're adopting. Mm-hmm. And so now people know. So people don't feel a bit like, oh, I'm not quite sure what their situation is. I'm not quite sure where they're at. Mm. Like it, once you've told people and you're open, yeah, it's generally just easier to, to talk about and to explain things. And I've, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd agree in that sense because I think a lot of people have learned through us um you don't know what's going on behind closed yeah. doors and obviously we've had people in the past say oh when when are you having children and stuff like that just harmlessly they don't yeah, yeah. they don't realize the impact that might have on us Definitely. um and so i mean <laughs> from day one of me having health problems I, I i'm a very open person and so i i shared my feelings to so my friends and people knew um what was going on um i think it was hard i suppose for you 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 find it harder to open up don't you um yeah but i think the it depends on the type of person you are Mm. but for me i found it easier to just be open about our situation because then people like you say are aware people Mm. are mindful of what to say and you're not gonna have anything that like pause it pause it hot do you know what i mean yeah. you're like oh yeah. um when when someone says something about trying or whatever mm-hmm. um so yeah i like but again it depends on the person if you might be happy you might be better keeping it to yourself mm. um but it's whatever's right for you yeah um yeah. but we found sharing sharing's caring sharing's caring. and yeah i think as well like a top tip would be don't feel pressured to to go straight into it. You know, yeah. if you feel, I feel like we're we're sort of called to adoption, which yeah. we were, but we we took a long time, not a long time, but we spent time deliberating and yeah. thinking and talking to people and reading about it before we said to people who we care about, we're adopting. Yeah, like we intentionally didn't tell people. Yeah, because we we ourselves hadn't fully made our like made our minds yeah. up. So I would just say if someone's in a similar situation where they're thinking about adoption. Yeah. Don't say to people, "Oh yeah, we're adopting." Mm. If you're not 100% in for it because when you start looking into it and things, some people I can see why some people go, "Whoa. This is I'm not sure if we're quite ready for that yet." Yeah. Which so, is I think fine. just take your time, don't rush anything. Um and do, do everything in preparation that you need and to. And yeah, do like do we've said it so many times, but it's so important. 
do your research, look into it properly, mm. know know what adoption is. Yeah. And I would tell people to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> like and oh subscribe. My. Yeah, I think but just... It's an, true, but my yeah. point is get people to... Point people to resources that are going to help them. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So if you know of something, if someone says to you, oh, we're thinking of adoption, if you know, oh, there's this podcast on Radio 4 that these people keep going on about, there's this book or there's yeah. whatever... Point people to the things that are going to help them. There's, there's these two chaotic couples. Uh... Yeah, there's this really, really cool couple who are dead hip and damn with kids. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just another thing I'd add on to that as well is kind of linking to the, well, be an open thing, but find a support network, whether that be one person, whether that be five people. Yeah. Find a support network that you can. There's been a couple of times over the last however long where if i've just felt really emotional and really rubbish really down i'll just message my girlfriends and just say i'm really struggling mm-hmm. um and then they've just been like right and just help straight me straight on it yeah. yeah so just just know your support just just have a solid one or however many it is that can just be there for you yeah because it's gonna be a journey absolutely and that's what this is and that I think, I think we've had we'll conclude talking. the episode. So yeah. thank you very much for listening. And until next time, see you later. Bye. <laughs> you were thinking of another language. Yeah, I couldn't think of one. <laughs>